Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And a lot of stuff has probably happened since this movie came out in theaters, and many of you have forgotten about it. We've had Scream 6 come out. We've obviously had March Madness. Uh, we're almost to the point where John Wick 4 is coming out. That movie's three hours long, by the way. And if you think that's bad, um, we can't be friends. But Creed 3 came out, the most successful sports movie franchise of all time had another installment this time without sylvester stallone the iconic mumbling man who has brought us perhaps the most iconic fictional athlete ever actually not perhaps just is in rocky balboa but creed 3 was was a lot of fun uh david and i both enjoyed it but we haven't got a chance to talk about it on the podcast until now so we're going to be having some spoiler free conversations at the beginning of the pod and a couple of couple more deep dives later on uh for those of you that have already seen the film and we'll talk about what's next in this franchise so all that's coming up stick around yes sir all right david creed 3 we both saw this opening weekend i think this is among our most anticipated movies in this kind of first half of the year and we're both gearing up for this how how would you feel about it I really liked it. Um, I I watched a boxing movie today, and my review was: I think I'm addicted to boxing movies <laughs> because it's just very entertaining. Um, and I don't want to. There's a lot of boxing movies. It can't be like super easy to film this because really you got to time the, the sound editing right, right what you're seeing right. Um, and I think what really I really like about Creed Three is just the way he filmed the fight scenes like it i didn't feel like it was a way that i've oh yeah i've seen this before oh oh that's yep i expected that like i feel like michael b jordan introduced a new way of like filming a fight and um i really liked it specifically that final fight i won't talk too much more about that but man i really really enjoy just how he shot that visually um because i think it made things even more tense and and intriguing and enjoyable for me Mm-hmm. I think boxing movies, uh, first of all, it's, it's actually, if you look at it, one of the, like the largest subgenres um, um, ever, really. And it's it's probably the only kind of sports movie that just gets made anymore. Like if you think about uh, like large budget sports films, I, I can't think of a whole lot outside of like if you want to count Space Jam 2. Um, but they don't make football mm. movies anymore. They don't really make baseball movies. Like those things are TV shows that they happen at all. Uh, but mm. boxing movies are never going to die. Why? Well, first of all, I think it's easy to make them good and that you can have a lackluster story. And if the final 15 minutes of the fight is entertaining, then everybody's back in. Right. Um, also, it's it's easy to just visualize the you know, the struggle, the fighter's journey is such a classic story. And then you can really see them fighting their demons um, out and about. So I, I, I agree with you in that I, I think at a baseline, just like almost all boxing movies are going to be entertaining to me. Even the bad ones, there's only one boxing movie I can remember ever seeing in my life and thinking, this was a piece of crap and I don't ever <laughs> want to watch this again. And that is Rocky five. Uh, Rocky five should be, all all known footage of that should be just piled in, in one large warehouse and just burned. And we should <laughs> never, ever see it again, which is what Sylvester Stallone tried to do when he made Rocky Balboa is just retcon a bunch of stuff that happened in Rocky V because Rocky V sucks. 
other than that, though, yeah, I agree with you. Boxing movies are great. Uh, I thought this was entertaining. I thought this was fun. I thought it was a fun time at the movies. It's a, it was as good as I was expecting it to be. Um, I, I would say I probably am not as high on it as you are, but at three and a half out of five for me. Um, enjoyable watch, a movie that I will certainly rewatch. Uh, and I enjoyed the two lead performances, especially. And and some of that stuff that you were talking about, some of it didn't work for me as much. But it's it's a boxing movie, you know. And uh, I love I love watching those. Eh, regardless, I did think for me, the absence of Sylvester Stallone was pretty pretty heavy in this movie. Um, he's kind of the emotional anchor of the other two Creed films. Uh, very successfully done in the first one. I think the second one really relied actually more on the Drago storyline to kind of get me invested. Um, but I, Rocky not being there, just it kind of fell off, not even a mention of him mm. either, really, in the script or, or anything like that. So, uh, which is actually all about a legal battle, essentially, that's going on right now with the original producer of Rocky owns the rights. Um, mm. And he's yeah. had a dispute with Sylvester Stallone. Stallone doesn't want to reprise the character unless he can own the character, which I think is is certainly within his rights. It appears that there's no bad blood between him and Michael B. Jordan or anybody else in the cast. It's really just that producer. Yeah. Um, so so that's why he's not in this one. Uh, David, you talked about the the fighting being your favorite or one of your favorite parts of the film. Would you say that was your favorite part of Creed Three? Yeah, I also... Yes, and I feel like something else I enjoyed... I feel like a lot of boxing movies and maybe even the Rocky and um, Creed movies, I feel like we get like a little bit of buildup and then it's like a fight, rematch, rematch, or like a fight, 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 rematch. I feel like this movie did a good job of like, we had one fight, but then like the entire movie is like diving into these characters more and like build up to this one fight. It wasn't just, throw, let's just throw a bunch of, um, you know, entertaining fights that people you know are going to be watching this movie for like let's build a story and lead up to this one fight rather than just throwing a bunch in i kind of mm-hmm. liked that um now maybe that could be why one reason you're not as down on it because you're like that was the best part so show me more um mm-hmm. but i kind of liked how they switched it up right i feel like a lot of those movies right it's um it's just so many of that and it, it's almost filler because again yeah you can it's you don't feel like they're they're paying a it requires lot of two attention. guys. Yeah, it requires right. two guys to be able to hit. But this like really dove into Tessa Thompson and you know his wife and his kid and like the acting ability and the relationship and what's going on through him and stuff. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um Sylvester not being there maybe actually didn't bother as much, but what bothered me was like not even a mention. Creek 2 yeah. ended with him visiting his brother, and I feel like literal one line in this movie could have helped fix that for me of like, Hey, where's Rocky? And like, Oh, he's in, he's in LA visiting his brother. It's his he, son, but yeah. Take our son. And yeah, sorry. And taking time off. Like even that I'm like, okay, cool. They addressed it. He's not here, but even for them to weirdly avoid that, like nine word sentence, like I was like, why, why not even just in passing say, or if you can't even say Rocky, like, you know, where is he? You know, oh, yeah. he's in visit something where we could like tie a bow on that situation. So it was just weird to me that they didn't even mention that. I think they mentioned once, like, I think they said his name once, and I can't remember when. But yeah, it was just really strange. I think it was at the point when he was trying to pitch um, Felix Chavez the fight. 
Um, and he said that like Apollo Creed gave Rocky Balboa a shot and, and oh yeah, you know, turned into one of the biggest fights ever. And that's what you that's should right. do here with, um, with Damien. I, I I think for me, my favorite part was unquestionably Jonathan Majors, um, mm. who I will I will have some more takes on him coming up. Um, we just have a whole bullet point on this uh, titled Jonathan Majors because we got to talk mm. about him. Um, so the story for for I guess we should give a brief synopsis before um, talking about it, maybe some other smaller things before we get into spoilers. Uh, so it's it's this is set mostly after Adonis's retirement. You see a flashback sequence at the beginning that connects him and Damien, um, but mostly it, the the story takes place after Adonis has retired and he has kind of transitioned into a promoter role. Um, he's not an active fighter anymore. He retired as the heavyweight champion. Um, and is kind of looking to get out of that and looking to um, really just be a family man. And then Damian Anderson shows back up. Damian is clearly, um, you know, kind of from the get-go, you, there's a sense of tension that Jonathan Majors brings yeah. to this screen. Yeah. Just the presence is unsettling. Um, and you know that something's going to happen, and this all is obviously building ultimately to a fight with them. But he, he tries to help Damian um, start, start his career, but then – Damien has has uh, you know there's a couple of things that go wrong that the Damien forces and then um he ends up being the heavyweight champion which is I guess a spoiler but like come on you guys knew this was going to happen it's a Creed movie it's not that hard to figure out the plot and it, it yeah. cul culminates in an ultimate showdown between the two um I I really I I enjoyed um both of the lead performances although I felt at some points that Jonathan Majors was kind of like acting Michael B. Jordan off the screen um, mm. because he was so good. I think that the stuff that you said worked for you uh, didn't work as well for me, specifically mm. the exploration of what's going on with his mother and Tessa Thompson. Um, I get that that's kind of the emotional beat that you need, but I thought that the way that Adonis Creed was acting in those situations was kind of just, we have to move the story along somehow. So we're going to have him act like kind of an idiot at certain points mm -hmm. in times. But I thought the directing was good. And I liked that. I liked that Michael B. Jordan was trying stuff. Clearly he talked he's talked at length about how the fighting was inspired by anime. Um, and you know, there's some specific stuff that I haven't seen done before in a boxing movie. Not all of it completely worked, but I like the attempt. I like that he went for it, that this wasn't just a predictable, all right, final 15 minutes of the boxing movie. Show me the first round, show me the sixth round, show me the eighth round, mm -hmm. show me the tenth round, and then there it's all come down to this in the twelfth. And like, yeah. I like how we tried to switch up that formula a little bit. I found that really yeah. interesting. Yeah, me too. Uh you already mentioned your rating. I gave it a four out of five. Um, I gave the first movie a four out of five. And then the second one, I can't remember if it was a three. I think I gave it a three out of five or a four and a three and a half. I think maybe it was three and a half, but yeah, I, you know, I was a little down on the second one, but really all together, these three movies I've enjoyed. It's, you know, with the new, the new age of cameras and acting and just visuals. It's, it's, it's impressive to see, you know, even the boxing matches. So mm -hmm. I think I like the first one better. Um, even though they're both four out of fives, I think the first one's just a little higher for me, but, um, this was definitely better than Creed two. So that was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think that this is, um, the second best, uh, of the three Creed movies. Um, and I, maybe better than, than 
you know, some of the Rocky movies. I, I don't know. Mm. I think it's probably better than Rocky Balboa and Rocky three for me. And certainly Rocky five, um, Rocky five is the star Wars holiday. Is that the one with the, the robot? Rockies. Um, no, they're the robots in four five is, I don't, I don't, I'm trying I, to I don't, remember it. I, it, this is my point. Exactly. You may not have even seen it, which I hope not, uh, for you, that'd be great. Um, cause it's terrible. I, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like a Rocky movie even. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed this. All right. We're going to get into spoiler territory now. So if you have not watched this movie, um, dip out unless you're really not worried about spoilers. Cause quite frankly, it's a, it's a creed. It's a boxing movie. Like it's a creed three. You kind of know how this story is probably going to go. Anyway, Jonathan majors, David, I was trying to find a comp, um, for how I feel about Jonathan majors. Um, and how I think that we as, as movie fans should look at, at this guy, now, I don't think the career arc is the same in that the projects that he's picking, uh, movies are different. Um, so he's picking a lot more blockbusters than the guy I'm comparing him to. Um, but is this guy like our Robert De Niro? Like, holy crap. Mm. I have never seen a person uh, be so good at being so menacing. It reminded me a lot of Robert De Niro's character in Raging Bull, but also Robert De Niro in, in movies like Taxi Driver, um, and even when he's quote unquote, the good guy and movie like Goodfellas, like the tension that he brings whenever he walks into a room and just the powerful, but menacing presence that he has, it was awe inspiring to me. Yeah. Uh, he's very good. Um, and he's been very busy. Uh, he was in devotion 2022 film, uh, magazine, uh, magazine dreams, sorry. In 2023 quantum mania, this year as well, and then Creed three uh, as well. He's already in, which this literally makes sense. He's going to be in Avengers: The King Dynasty twenty twenty five. Uh, he's been in a couple things. The Heart of They Fall in twenty twenty one that is on Netflix. Uh, also in The Five Bloods twenty twenty, I believe that was uh, Chadwick Boseman's final film. Um, and then a couple, you know, he's really good. The Harder They Fall. Which is okay. a Netflix Western movie. He's he's great in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a couple appearances, not as a main role, but really like, dude, f- four movies in a year and two months, you know, like, I mean, that that's impressive. That, that has to be a lot on, like, that's a lot of workload and a lot of different characters to have to act in. And I'm very, very impressed. Yeah. By, by him. I think he is, he's barely making the cut. Um, but I think he's the best actor under 35 that we have on the planet right now. I, I really do. He's, he's 34. Um, so it's, well, he's not quite, he's going to turn 34 this year. So it's close. We're, we're coming up on that. Um, but I, I genuinely do. He's been cast as, uh, Dennis Rodman in 48 hours in Vegas, um, which mm. is the story about mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman leaving during the 1998, um, finals to hang out in Vegas for two days to recoup that that's going to be great. Cause it's him. I have, a couple of people I've seen talk about magazine dreams say it's very similar to taxi driver. And while the movie's not great, it's like nuts how good majors is in it. He's also just, we have to talk about this. He's, he's such a physical presence too. He's huge. He's as jacked as I've ever seen a movie star be in this film. So jacked. In fact, that Michael B. Jordan, when he gets super jacked in the training montage, I still am like, dude, that's not even close to what Jonathan majors is rocking right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that he is 
the the actor if you ask me right now pick an actor and actress who you just want to take the next 15 years of their career and say i bet that this person will be at the top in 15 years and i bet we will they will have tons of amazing performances and maybe even an oscar i'm taking him and i'm taking florence Pugh. um and before mm-hmm. a year and a half ago i would not have had jonathan majors really high on the rate my radar i still need to see last black man in san francisco which is kind of his breakout performance um but i think it's very clear i mean if you watch the end of loki as kang you could just see like oh this is it this is mm-hmm. our guy yeah yeah um very impressed and also like cool I found he didn't watch Quantumania because he's going to be so many different versions of King. He didn't want it to bleed into his other performances and just like different stuff like that to think about something in Creed. I did think I did like that Michael B. Jordan did is that they kept him in like sweats or like a jacket for most of the movie. And Mm -hmm. so then he finally took it off and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, Mm -hmm. He, he didn't reveal that too quickly of just how massive Jonathan Majors was because those baggy gray, you know, that graggy, baggy gray sweatsuit, you know, does hide that pretty well. So then when he actually was ready, you're like, this man is massive, you know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, dude, he's going to be, he's going to be very good in the near, not even the near future for the future. <laughs> and also they both have talked about, um, the fact that they want to do more collaborations together, whether it's in future Creed movies or they want to make movies together, which I think is great. That's, that's, that's always good to hear. I, I think that majors is a much better actor right now, but you could argue that maybe Michael B. Jordan's a better movie star, which is kind of confusing for mm. me to say. Um, but Michael B. Jordan right now is in a lot of blockbusters. He just is. Well, he, and maybe, um, yeah, and I think in the future he'll yeah. probably helm a couple of more blockbuster franchises. I mean, the character of Adonis Creed is the only sports movie character we have right now that anybody can name off the top of their yeah. head. You know, that's that's made a movie in the twenty tens, twenty twenties. So, I, mm-hmm. I I look forward to both of them collaborating. Um, I also look forward to what Michael B. Jordan's going to do as a director. So yeah. for for me, um, and you talked about this already. Well, I, I enjoyed but didn't love um, the ending fight stuff. I thought they really went for it with the kind of CGI prison um, thing that's happening where they mm. – well, I guess they cut out all of the audience, right? And then yeah. they do this like CGI prison bars knocked down, and it's like they're fighting through their life essentially in the background as they're going toe-to-toe in the ring, him and, and majors. How did you feel about that sequence? I loved it. I, I thought it was really, really cool. I had never seen that in a boxing movie before, which is, I think, one reason I liked it. It was new. But, yeah, when the, the crowd goes out and it's just, like, those two, and then, like, one's walking up to the other and it's them as, like, the kid or and switches the views and it's them as the kid and the he gets hit and, the you know, the the, the uh, jail bars come in behind him. Like I thought it was a really, really cool touch. Um, and... This is I don't know how to explain this like like the sound of the fighting the punching I thought was just so the sound design was great really it was just so good and it was a, a heavy presence of that and I think it was really cool uh, and then like Michael B Jordan um, I can't remember if it's the KO shot or just really nice shot 
And as soon as he hits it, like everybody comes back and the crowd's back screaming. And I thought that was it's, a really they cool do the touch double. They do the double knockdown where they punch each other in the face at the same exact time. Um, That's which right. Is something he said he got from anime, and they both fall down, and then the crowd comes roaring back. Uh, so I thought yeah, it didn't. I, I thought that went well. I thought it didn't completely work. Some of the CGI to me was like, eh, I don't know if that looks great. Um, which kind of took me out a little bit, but I appreciate what he went for. Like, I, I, I like the effort that he's not just like, I'm, I'm not just going to do a shot for shot recreation of the end of Creed one or of Creed two. Uh, I'm going to yeah. try to do something different. I'm going to try to get the audiences something different. Um, is there anything in the movie you've been higher on it overall than I have? Is there anything in the movie that didn't work for you? Was there, was there something that, that just didn't, I, I guess just, just didn't really fit with the rest of the film. Part of me, which I feel like they did a really good job anyway of creating tension. Part of me kind of wanted him to turn quicker so we could see a longer buildup of like, oh man, I, I hate this character that Majors is playing. Like he is cruel and he is doesn't play by the rules. And we kind of got that with the first fight. Um, wait, no, they didn't. Did they fight twice? No, they just fought once. You're thinking That's of right. the, the Damien that, Felix fight. Yeah, you start to see him. You start to see him a little fight dirty, dirty, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just maybe even at the beach, if there's a little more, or I don't know, I, I would have just a lot more buildup of man. I can't, I can't, hate Damien Anderson. He is a cruel person. So then that way, when that final fight happens, you're like so tense, like one of those like moving with Michael B. Jordan, like, ah, you know, like you want it to happen so bad. Cause, um, so, so yeah, I, I thought they built it up well, but honestly I could have used a little more of like, you know, how can we create as much tension as we possibly can for this final fight? Yeah. I, the, the thing I think that I, I agree with you. Um, I think the first take sequence was kind of brilliant, especially for 2023, like the way that they, essentially book this huge major fight, which is always ridiculous in the, in these movies, the way that the fights come together anyway. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, because Stephen A is antagonizing him. And I think Adonis Creed knew exactly what was going to happen, but him and Damien arguing while Damien's calling him to the show, calling him a coward, calling him a wimp. And then yeah. Adonis just goes, you, me one-on-one run it. Like, let's do it. Run it. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. that was great, but I hate that we had to hear the, the expositionary dialogue from Stephen A that like, Oh, Damien's been running his mouth all over town. And, and to anyone who will listen saying that you're a coward, you're a wimp. Like, why can't I see that? Why did you not show me just even Mm. a, it's, it's a Creed movie. Show me a montage by a guy, um, of, of that all happening. So that, that's kind of one thing that frustrated me. And then the other was, and I know that this is maybe even realistic, which is why we keep showing this, but do we have to consistently do the male character won't open up to his wife and won't talk about his emotions and just pushes it down and pushes it down and pushes it down until something really traumatic happens. And then all of a sudden he blows up and is like, this is what happened to me. Like why I I, like for a good 30 to 40 minutes of this movie, uh, Tessa Thompson is just consistently asking Michael B. Jordan, like, talk to me or talk to someone. If you can't talk to me, talk about it. And he's like, I don't need to talk about it. Like, are we, Mm. do we have to keep doing this in every movie? This, that's what felt like it elongated the plot for me, um, made this movie feel longer. And this movie's under two hours, but there was a point where I was like, can we just, I know we're going to get to the fight. Like, can we just get through this part? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, I also like, 
his mother dying was the most telegraphed thing that's ever happened in a film because they start off the first time you see her in this movie. They're like, we think you should come live with us because we know you're not doing that well. Um, so, so there was that. I thought that worked well because um, I don't want to be so down on this movie. I thought the relationship with his daughter was great. Mm. Um, the way that they I- integrated um, sign language into the entire performance, you know, those scenes felt really fluid. Um, and just the fact that like, you can tell he loves his daughter. I love the, the costume, um, sitting out there having the tea yeah. party and then teaching That's his daughter how to fight. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, I just thought that was great. I, I really did. I, I enjoyed that. And I, there, Michael B. Jordan has hinted at, there's going to be maybe a TV series focused in the future on him training his daughter to box. I which I think mm. would be really cool because if I yeah. can think about it, the only female boxing movie I know of is million dollar baby. Um, and Million Dollar Baby is not a movie you want to rewatch um, mm-hmm. because it is the most depressing, one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought that part was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was a really, it's cool. Like he started with his daughter and ended with his daughter. I thought that was a really cool ending of how they were like in the, the same, you know, ring that had just happened. The fight had just happened. He was like shadow boxing with his daughter, you know, with, yeah. his, with his championship belt on him. And then, you know, he grabs her and hugs and spins her around and, and is laughing. I thought that was a really cool way of ending that. And then kind of them walking off quote unquote into the sunset out of the arena, you know, and that was a cool way of ending it. I, um, I don't know. I, it, that kind of works for me. What you didn't like about him hmm. not necessarily opening up. Cause I just feel like, like in his shoes, like that was another life. Um, that was, you know, criminal me, like a, a time I'm not proud of, a time I never want to be around or be a part of again. And also he probably forgot about Damien and never thought he'd see him again. So he's like, obviously mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. He's not around. I don't have to talk. So for me, it was like, she was like, why have you never told me this? And I was kind of like, well, I mean, that's probably a time of his life he's not at all proud of. And it probably has a lot of shame of just the illegal things that happen like you know that's not who he is and and so maybe that got milked a little bit of like i understand the first couple times like i hey this is a very very deep vault that we have to unscrew so i understand maybe the first couple times um but you know of course as they got towards the end i was like all right you know it's your wife let's talk about this yeah but in the beginning i do understand a little bit of like i never want to have to see or talk about this again and up until that point, it wasn't, a, you know, you didn't have to worry about it. So it kind of worked for me, but yeah, I see what I you're saying. Ha- I don't even have a problem with them doing that subplot. It just didn't play out in an interesting way for me. It just played out in the exact way. If you would have told me, Hey, he doesn't talk about, or because obviously you, you, we watched the other movies, right? He doesn't mention Damien, which is yeah, clearly no. because they just didn't plan this story out in advance. But obviously the in universe explanation is that he, he's pushed it down and you have to confront that in the third film. And I understand that, but it just wasn't interesting to me. I knew exactly yeah. what was going to happen. I knew that there was going to be some big emotional moment and then he was going to be at the bottom and finally have to reveal what was going on with his wife. Like it just didn't, it didn't really come out in an interesting way. And obviously mental health, which I think is an increasingly important part of just culture as a, as a whole, but obviously that's gets translated into movies because movies are about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't think that was an interesting or really even nuanced way to handle that. I I thought Mm -hmm. that it was kind of the classic like eighties macho way of like, you don't want to hear this crap. It, it reminded me of, um, 
in a way, it reminded me of Goodwill Hunting, uh, the way that he responds, which Goodwill Hunting is a great film. But mm. when he's just like, you don't want to hear it, Skyler. You don't want to hear how that cigarettes burn out on me, like the, what Matt Damon says at Goodwill Hunting. It felt like that yeah. was the same thing. And, and this is 25 years later. Like, we have to find a new slant, guys. We have to find a new way to confront this. And we can't just keep doing the same, buries it down, buries it down. And mm -hmm. then something emotional happens and it comes back up. I don't have a problem with the past trauma story. And I think it makes sense. But I just think the way that they went about it was just so boring um, mm. and kind of tedious. Because yeah. we all knew where it was going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David, they've announced Creed Four. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has said it's happening. We don't know any details. Um, first, do you think Damien will factor in it? Uh, and second, if you were to create for me right now, uh, this is an off the wall question, so I, I apologize. Right now, if you were trying to create uh, the Creed Four storyline, what what are you going with? Is it the rematch with Damien? Uh, is it a new challenger emerges with ties to the past? Uh, what what do you want to do there? I uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he does make an appearance. I, 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 even not only this, they're wanting to work together in the future, but. Rocky films have done this of like Apollo Creed became friends and that, that he made a huge thing. And um, just a, a couple things like that. I think for Rocky four Creed four, I think we get Adonis and Jake Paul facing off. No, I'm kidding. That was just the top review. And I thought it was kind of funny. Oh gosh. Um, I think, I think, I think you have to do, do a rematch. time jump. Oh, oh wow. you think okay. so? You think? Oh, do you think this is his focused on his daughter? I think because he's already retired in this one, so it's like okay, he starts the movie retired. He's owning a gym, sponsoring fighters. He's uh, involved in his wife and his daughter's life, and then he's push, 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 push. Comes out of retirement, wins the fight. So then, as he's in the next one, he's like, is he just like okay, yeah, I'll just go ahead and stay in this in my older age with my daughter still growing up in the job gym I'm still sponsoring. Does he go back into retirement? But then if he does back into retirement, is it the same plot if something pulls him out of retirement for a fight? You know what I mean? So part yeah, of me is like, well, repetitive. is that re repetitive? You know, do you do like a 10-year time jump? Unfortunately, you'd have to change actresses because I thought she did a good job or you probably couldn't wait 10 years for this actress to grow no. up. No, I don't think um, they're going to. And then like maybe – Jonathan is involved with her and help. I don't know. Cause I, I didn't feel like they ended on bad blood. I feel like, although no. there could have been terms for that, they're in the locker room. They were talking and Jonathan, like Damien, sorry, uh, cries. And like, they, they kind of seem like they're good. They're cool. Um, and then he, and he leaves. So I feel like there isn't bad blood. I guess I do see your point of like, there could be a rematch. It's not necessarily like a vengeance or a dirty thing. Like he just wants to shot at the title again. And, him and Creed fight off again out of respect, you know? So I don't know. What are your thoughts on either of those plots? So I think that you got to just use Jonathan Majors uh, to sell the movie. Um, and also just because he's like, you can't, you can't have the story move on from him this, this far. Um, and so I think that we do just get a Rocky two style movie. I think we just get a rematch between him because Creed is going to, you know, they ended on good terms. I agree with you, but, Creed's going to have to grant him a rematch, right? I mean, they. Yeah. I, I think that has to happen. So I, I think that happens. And then I think maybe we even transition. You know, both of them are supposed to be old. Jonathan Major's character is even older than Adonis, right? So 
They're both supposed to be kind of out of their prime. Um, but what happens whenever they could go the celebrity influencer route? Like the you made the Jake Paul joke, and I don't think it will actually be Jake Paul. But like, what happens when I guess we we get down the road and it's clear that that uh, Damien hasn't been training for a while or whatever. He's out of it and he's retired in five years because he's, you know, in universe in his like forties. Um, mm-hmm. And this influencer comes and like starts just insulting him on social media or whatever. And then Tyson like, Fury or this something. guy's, a, this guy's a punk. Um, I can, I can easily beat him. You know, he's past his prime. There's, there's no reason I can't fight him. You know, boxers aren't even that tough and he's got to come out. I think they'll probably try to do that. I don't know if that'll work, but it'll have Jonathan majors in it. So it'll probably work for me. Um, but I think that the next one, I think four has to be a rematch. I think that these two guys Mm -hmm. are just too big right now. Um, and it's clear that they're going to, you know, they're, they said they want to be in more movies together. This is the clear opportunity. You just do Rocky two, like, now, obviously not the exact same, but I think yeah, you just run yeah. it back. I think you have that be the storyline. And then you can try to kind of explore something interesting would be like, how do these two, are these two still friends? How do they stay friends while preparing to fight each other? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Do they interact with each other? Is this is this different than what we've seen in the other Rocky movies? Because yeah. traditionally, we always have one guy as the villain, right? Um, I mean, a, a Rocky two, you could say Apollo Creed's not really the villain, um, although they do their best to try to kind of make him look like a diva at points, even though he's right um, throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and they have to then make a Don or Rocky in that movie, the kind of like guy who doesn't deserve it because the media has turned on him in the years since the original fight and has said that he just got lucky and that there's no reason that he can actually beat Apollo Creed. I, I think it'd be interesting if they tried to do a movie where there's no clear antagonist or protagonist where, the director's not trying to tell you who you think you should win. You can pick which one to root for. You can be Team Adonis. You can mm. be Team Damien. I think that would be fun. So and it legitimately is that. a surprise at the end who wins, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think be a, fun. maybe even a cool storyline too. I don't know if like Creed. Of course, he just got injured in a fight. But if he gets injured, Adonis gets injured in a fight or gets gets sick, can't fight. And then, like, Jonathan Majors, like, fights in his place almost, and Creed turns into kind of, like, that trainer. Like, even though Jonathan's older, Jonathan looks up to Creed of, like, let me help you and train you so you can fight in my place on Creed's side and, and win. Maybe something like that could mm-hmm. be. Because you still get both, right? And But Jonathan's still kind of that. He would turn into kind of the main character of that, you know, but with Creed helping him out, kind of like Rocky helped Creed out. So, yeah. Yeah, I really just hope we get the... I just hope we we get um, we get Rocky back. I hope we get Sylvester Stallone back in future installments. Just um, even in an appearance, you know what I mean. It like, just it feels like such a gap in this film, um, such a, just a gaping hole that you just can't can't really replace anything with. I mean, go, if you haven't rewatched Creed, I would encourage you to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But he he gives an Oscar worthy supporting performance in that. Genuinely. Yeah. And I'm not a huge Sylvester yeah. Stallone guy, but it's it's beautiful what he's what he's doing in that movie. And Absolutely. So yeah, I, I hope I hope that we get him back. David, before we go, one last thing. The fight at the end of of Creed three, uh just to the Creed movies, not the Rocky movies, because I know you picked the end of Rocky Four as your favorite sequence in the franchise, uh, as would mm. most people. 
Is that your favorite sequence in the three Creed films, or did something from the prior two beat it? I'm trying. It's easy to like let emotion of Creed two get in the way because they just they just knew bringing back the Russians would just swell up anger and, and emotion uh, inside of you. And honestly, I think the presence of Jonathan Majors, yeah, I think helps me. I, I think it is Creed three. Um, and just his the new techniques he was able to show in that. I think that is my favorite in sequence. Um, also, something we didn't talk about. I kind of liked. I mean, I feel like this might be even the case in the real world of just the respect that's gained. I thought it was cool that the two former people he fought, the Russian son, and then the, the guy from the first movie, like helped him training for this fight. Like mm-hmm. he beat him, and then they like almost. Like out of respect, we're like, yeah, and then like he needed help, uh, yeah. specifically training for this fight. And yeah, what's what's the ki- what's the kid's name? I can't remember his name from two, but like helps uh, him. Victor train. Drago. Yeah, Victor. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I feel like that's can be realistic. Of like, he helps. You know, you get close, and through the game, you start to respect each other, and then he helps him out. I thought that was kind of cool. But well, and then Victor also had a had a bone to pick with Damien because Damien hired the guy that then injured him and prevented him from participating in the fight with Felix. Which yeah, I, so he's like, I'm sure Felix is tough, but like, I don't see any way Victor Draco wasn't winning that like easily. I, I think yeah. they just made him honestly too big. Where I did, I still don't understand how Creed, you know, beat him. Uh, so, <laughs> well, that that was a really good fight too because he was just a stud. I, do you have a more like concrete answer? Because I feel like I don't even know. I think there've been really some good parts in all three movies for me in that in that aspect. So I think first of all, um, I, training montages are great in all of them, um, but the first one in in Creed, whenever they're running in Philadelphia with the ATVs and Meek Mill is playing, mm. like. I'm gonna. I'm. Yeah. I'm ready to run through a brick wall when that's happening. Like I. I, I just don't know if I've been as excited by a, a movie sequence, uh, or a training sequence in a movie as I was with that. But I think. Yeah. And this is the genius of Ryan Coogler, who made the first Creed um, when he wasn't even thirty yet. But the, the first fight in Philadelphia uh, against the the guy, the gym owner's son, um, is two rounds and it's a one shot. And it's the best boxing I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. Um, it's a, and you don't even notice the first time you're watching it that it's a one shot. It's a because it, you're like so involved in, in what's happening, but it is. And mm. I I don't know if Ryan Coogler is like one of the best directors working right now, so it's hard to be like, hey, Michael B. Jordan, try to replicate that. But I, I yeah. That that part was crazy to me, and I forgot how good that was until I rewatched uh, Creed in anticipation of this film. And that I, I anybody, if you haven't seen Creed in a while and you don't really want to commit to the full um, experience, you don't want to watch two hours, just look that up on YouTube. I promise, it's you're yeah. gonna be like, oh, this is great. It's it genuinely is the best boxing I've ever seen in a movie. I do. The more you talk about that, the more I remember that. I was just like. Dude, how are they doing this? That happened in one of the training montages uh, in this third one. 
Um, is it like the shadow boxing when they have like the pads and they're punching yes. the hands? What's that? I there, yeah, there was like pad a box. I don't know what it's called. There was like a twenty-five second clip of Michael B. Jordan going like full speed, and I was like, "That's and pretty impressive." Like for, yeah. for him to have learned that twenty-five seconds of like fighting and you know, right hook move, left hook move, upper like all that like that takes a lot of work. And I was like, "Dude, they're still rolling. He's still going. He's still going." You know, mm-hmm. um, so that was really impressive. You almost, I almost wonder if like they just were rolling until he messed up, and like, hey, as long as you go, we'll just keep rolling. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, this dropped on March 5th, so it's been out two weeks. It's made $224 million worldwide with a $75 million budget, and it's still in theaters. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go to your theater. Especially if it's a bigger theater, I guarantee you it's still playing. Uh, and I'd say it's worth a watch. You know, I think it's worth the price Absolutely. of admission. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, do it. Anything else before we wrap this up? Um, n- no, the only thing left, I guess, to add is that, uh, Tessa Thompson doesn't sing in this one, so it is better mm. because she, I, the, that's the, that's the weakest part of these films for me is that she's supposed to be like this, this great, um, indie artist that everybody instantly notices. And I like whenever she sings his entrance music in Creed 2, I cringe. It's not good. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I liked, I liked, like in the third one, they played like her recordings. It's just hard as an actor when you can't sing to like lip sync over singing. Cause it, like as a singer myself, like it's hard to like act like you're singing because you can just always tell like you're not actually singing. You know what right. I mean? Like it's just so it's right. That's yeah. one of those areas where it's tough tough to act in that way because even like with your body you can tell like okay you're not singing right now so yeah tough spot to put her in but um besides that i think she's incredible in this trilogy oh yeah i know you agree with great actress yeah just not the the part where they try to convince me that she's a great singer it's uh, and i'm sure to you that's a lot of like whenever we watch sports movies um like i just recently watched one school ties with brendan frazier where he's a a quarterback and you can just, you look at them instantly as they start playing. You're like, yeah, you're not, you don't play football. Like I just, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure you feel the same way. Whenever you look at a person pretending to sing in a movie, you're like, yeah, you're not like, yeah, you're not a singer. Like I know. That's not how that works. Yeah. 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 Yep. But it's all good. I mean, Hey, you know, I mean, similar to the Rockies besides the fifth one, they keep making these with some entertaining fight scenes and yeah. cool new ideas. I'll be in line to watch them because it's entertaining and it's, it's, there's tension and it's just a fun, it's a fun watch with not insanely high expectations. So keep making them Michael B. Yep. Absolutely. But, um, yep. This has been episode 82, uh, Creed three recap, uh, on what do you want to watch? You've been listening to it and we have been talking about it. See you later. Bye.